very warm welcome to all our listeners today with me i have siddharth from isect i hope you will enjoy this podcast jain uh, college so when both of us joined uh, the scenario the landscape at that point ashish was that skills and vocational training uh, was a very unorganized industry but with the coming of national skill development corporation it was starting to get organized and they were looking for partners who had great grassroots level presence who can replicate and expand their operations using uh, other funding provided by nsdc that was one and on the education side the concept of private universities uh, was also taking shape and higher education also was beginning to open up for more private investment so these two changes uh, and a third change which was happening around that time was that the national e governance plan was taking shape which uh, was setting the vision for having all these uh, what we call as common service centers today uh, which are your panchayat level uh, b2c and g2c service delivery centers so with these three major uh, you know shifts in the landscape uh, we found ourselves in this uh, uh, enterprise from that time onwards we worked towards growing each of these verticals uh, and uh, whereas you know we tasted a good uh, a bit of success with expanding all the three verticals you know the skills vertical uh, the higher education vertical the financial inclusion vertical from let's say a 3 to 4 state operation to pan india operation today but now as you said uh, you know the landscape today is very different and what we are seeing as our priorities is how to infuse uh, you know a lot more technology and how to uh, transform many of our internal operations as well as our external customer facing offerings uh, into a digital mode Uh, the second thing is uh, you know i'm sure this is a universal thing but uh, how to attract the best talent especially on the digital and tech side and be able to retain them that is the second uh, uh, thing uh, you know theme which i'm saying uh, as playing out and third is also you know building uh, uh, operations and businesses which are much more closer Uh, to the customer in terms of their mind and in terms of mm-hmm. the uh, you know connect and empathy uh, which we are able to generate because the space has become crowded and uh, unless we connect somewhere uh, emotionally with the customer it is difficult to build a long lasting business so that is how the landscape has shifted and we also find ourselves you know uh, growing uh, and trying to uh, address the changing landscape i think one point which i can um... correlate so much is attracting best talent or even if i can stretch it further to retain best talent i mean it's a nightmare yes. <laughs> correct absolutely absolutely no uh, uh, and uh, you know i have uh, so i have uh, you know as a leader of the organization i have myself uh, started allocating a lot of time uh, to just you know screening uh, you know uh, new uh, resumes meeting new people trying to participate and explore what is actually happening in the hiring uh, and talent space and i'm learning so many uh, new things and shifts which is happening uh, you know in the minds of 
today's uh, uh, workforce and you know after having learned that i'm trying to build that back in our hr functions and realign internally so that we are able to position ourselves uh, as not an old age uh, uh, you know old industry organization but somebody who's been able to transform and has vision uh, for the next 10 years also where uh, the uh, you know the, the the new talent or employee is able to align himself uh, for the next 10 years or in fact uh, that 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 will be a wrong thing to say uh, the second thing which i've learned is i have to build up uh, and build the pipelines uh, assuming that uh, you know the concept of lifelong work at one place is now not anymore Mm. So uh, the other thing which uh, you know I have come to terms with, and I have also tried that the organization comes to terms with is if the talent is good, and if he spends only two years or three years uh, with us, it is fine because mm. uh, these days uh, we you know uh, the, the continuous uh, uh, spending time at one workplace is not uh, there anymore. And the third thing which I've learned is. Uh, uh, you know, work is not everything for today's workforce. So, mm. uh, how can we get a good uh, uh, enriching experience beyond uh, workplace in terms of uh, employee engagement, in terms of learning and development activities, in terms of sports, in terms of celebrations, uh, in terms of uh, you know the entire package which today's youth is looking for, and not just you know maybe at our age or even earlier uh, uh, generation where work was everything and it used to consume uh, the entire thing so mm-hmm. these are some of the changes which uh, we have to make uh, in our minds first and then in our uh, organizations i think that's uh, those are some excellent points adat and i can uh, you know um, uh, i 100% support them and i mean i think that's a global trend which we are seeing in even in us there is this great resignation uh, yes because because ultimately at the end of the day i think it's a very valid point and organizations need to rethink how you know the packages you mentioned right they can offer the experiences how they can increase the engagement so i think i, I think and plus covid sort of shifted the entire mindset in terms of absolutely you know, uh the working environment and many things open up remotely so we'll touch upon that later yeah. on but i think uh, that that's a great point um so coming back siddharth you mentioned you know earlier the very interesting point which you mentioned uh, earlier you know you used to see um people used to spend what 30 40 years within an organization and now i mean definitely that time period or um, you know has changed so from your perspective siddharth when you joined isect Yes. What was the, you know, was it an easy transition? Because we had many guests in our uh, on our podcast, and which they joined the family businesses, which was started back in time. What sort of, uh, you know, challenges you faced in terms of because there is already set of uh, defined sets of principles or working model in place, and when uh, you know, and you have to sort of adjust yourself accordingly, and then sort of give it your own shape in sometime in future. So if you want to reflect on that experience, uh, uh, joining yes. in, then yeah, right. No, uh, so it was a. Uh, I must admit, it was a mixed bag uh, for me, and it might have been a little more difficult for my wife. Uh, because she comes from uh, you know a metro town she's from bangalore and uh, this was the first time uh, she was getting relocated to a tier 2 town such as bhopal uh, 
me on the other hand i knew the city's fabric i am from the city and it was almost like homecoming uh, uh, back uh, but on the other hand as you mentioned uh, you know there was this uh, uh, it was a mixed bag because on one hand there was this uh, very uh, you know unambiguous expectation of what we are supposed to do at our workplace let's say when i was working with ibm i had my uh, project line clearly etched out i knew how many hours i have to put in i knew exactly the reporting structure uh, and everything was very well defined and very well cut out that's what uh, i'm saying um, whereas on the other hand when we came back uh, you know the initial transition which had to make which which we had to make in the mindset was uh, from being an employee to being a driver of sorts uh, for uh, the initiatives which are going on and you know being a driver meant not only uh, you know laying out the uh, priorities for one's uh, one own, one's own self but also defining what uh, others should be doing and what should be the uh metrics and what should be the measurement of everybody else's performance so the whole issue of delegation and carving out the responsibilities for others uh, as well uh, that was one big uh, shift uh, which we had to make uh, second uh, again you know a very well defined hierarchy exists in uh, established organizations whereas when we came back uh, it was almost an informal uh, sort of group of people working together which was uh, you know which was beautiful in its own uh, way uh, but it also resulted in a little bit of uh, you know uh, conflict in terms of who's uh, sharing what information with whom who's reporting to whom and those things so what i'm saying is it was a mixed bag because the uh, predictability and unambiguity of working in a corporate place was missing mm. but on the other hand the excitement and the challenge of uh, you know setting things straight uh, bringing the house in order identifying the new opportunities getting the flexibility of taking your own decision and also seeing the result of your own decision and action in front of you uh, so you see in a large organization you hardly know uh, you know whether your decision or your step is resulting into what action uh, it's a big Correct. ocean of employees you don't really know what is happening on the other side but uh, mm-hmm. on the entrepreneurship front i can see that today if i decided uh, on any one front in terms of hiring or cost cutting or or expanding the team i see the action next year or 6 months down the line which was also very uh, you know thrilling in its own manner so uh th- th- those were some of the uh, changes it was uh, exciting uh, in its own manner but it had this, it, it, what what i would say is uh, uh, it had its own teething troubles and uh, we were fortunate enough to receive a lot of support from the family plus uh, i must uh, acknowledge the older team which has been there in the organization for last 20 years they were very mm-hmm. Uh, supportive and they saw that somebody is coming with uh, you know fresh perspective new ideas uh, and they you know at that point of time we didn't face much resistance so that was easier uh, in our case 
absolutely i mean uh, as an entrepreneur then there are bigger decisions which you can take and uh, the impact you know uh, because you're in the front seat and all these different decision making uh, can really impact uh the organization structure so um, different set of trade off versus i mean you reflected very uh correctly in terms of working in a corporate then uh running this thing so yeah coming you know uh, coming to isex sadar so what is uh what are your key favorite areas if i can ask so you know which excites you the most you mentioned uh, in the beginning in terms of you want to infuse technology uh into the uh, different operations or uh, streamlining internal operations or from customer perspective but what are the key areas uh, from your perspective which are crucial for isect for future growth and where you see a lot of opportunity coming in yeah no so uh, we are in uh, i've always maintained uh, you know and even as a child when i used to uh, you know follow what the organization is doing uh, i've always maintained we are a little unusual organization in the sense that uh, we've always you know grown in uh, 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 you know more in uh, in, a, in a horizontal fashion than in a vertical single line fashion so Uh, mm-hmm. from that point of view the organization find its itself in quite a few verticals so as i mentioned uh, skills and vocational training is one higher education is two financial inclusion and banking in rural areas is three assessments is four learning kits for early childhood uh, uh, area is five uh, apprenticeship and uh, industrial linked uh, training programs is another one and so on so uh, but as you, uh, you you know before without going into the details of each of the mm-hmm. verticals uh, mm-hmm. in today's perspective with the, the areas and the growth uh, which uh, uh, which are exciting and uh, what keeps us going is one mm-hmm. is the entire digital transformation which the organization is currently uh, undergoing and it is happening on two counts one is the transformation of the internal processes and procedures and this on the second hand uh, the transformation of the services and products which the organization is offering to different uh, uh, customers so this one thing itself uh, will bring us a lot of productivity gains will uh, also give us you know, give a great makeover of the organization and will also uh, you know instill a sense of uh, confidence within the organization in the minds of uh, you know all the employees we are a 2000 employee strong organization so uh, they also need to have confidence in the uh, growth and then it will also uh, be able to establish a newer brand image of the organization uh, going ahead so one key theme is the digital transformation which we are undertaking second uh, we uh, are trying to build uh, and revamp our learning portal to uh bring online learning uh, into uh, the core and especially focusing on tier 2 tier 3 uh, town learners and trying to attract a lot of vernacular content on the portal so this uh, area also uh, seems exciting to us and we are currently uh, you know in the process of building the content and building the platform and uh, it will be launched very soon 
the third area is the entire area of uh, uh, livelihoods related schemes and project implementation in association with uh, you know either uh, csr organizations or philanthropic uh, organizations because uh, india uh, being such a vast uh, country and still uh, doing uh, not very well on some of the social indices there will always be room to have grassroots level uh, impact uh, uh, work and now the organization has that kind of reach that we can undertake a lot of these projects which are not pure play training but are related to enhancing the livelihoods building the clusters of uh, either farmers or artisans uh, you know uh, 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 providing new technology and training to them giving them market linkages and so on so this is another third area which i find uh, exciting fourth i would say uh, the entire concept of apprenticeship which is uh, actually training and skilling of youth while working on the uh, shop floor or while working within the industry is uh, a great uh, potential and uh, with both you know push from the government side as well as uh, increasing awareness on skills and vocational training Uh, we find that this area uh, is uh, a lot of value india is still very very underpenetrated in terms of number of apprentices working in the industries as compared to china or uh, other uh, developed countries so uh, driving apprenticeship is another area of uh, excitement for us and we are working uh, towards it so these are some of the key themes uh, which are playing out uh, which uh, we are excited about so that's very interesting uh, the concept of apprenticeship i first encountered uh, so in my previous after i was a researcher in germany and then i got to know uh, oh. this concept of apprenticeship and it, it it's a wonderful thing i mean you get to build real life skill Uh, right, right from beginning uh, you know from your school or college and you get hands on experience i think that's a very important skill uh Correct. to have early on instead of uh, no and you have uh, actually uh, you know learned it from uh, the most ideal country when it comes to vocational training which is germany and yes. uh, the dual uh, mode of uh, education and training which mm-hmm. they follow right from the school segment is the way uh, you know we are also trying to build our country's model on and uh, you know india has got uh, a few uh, lessons learned from the Ger- german dual mode of uh, uh, education training and that is precisely what uh, we are trying to do either through the implementation of the new education policy or uh, through the uh, impl- uh, implementation of the uh, skills qualification framework or the implementation of the apprenticeship uh, program in india mm-hmm. and and uh, so that you mentioned um, historically speaking as an organization you have grown horizontally right so we get lot of questions or you know uh, in terms of uh, people asking us what is the right strategy so for example uh, growing horizontally has its own sets of challenges right the skill set yes might be required you know a different scalability uh, the content if you are for example you are entering into a vernacular language space so so and there might be additional overheads for example because the scalability uh might not kick in so want to understand from <laughs> your perspective if uh, uh you know if you want to share 
your ideas and thoughts when is the right strategy to tap into an adjacency versus build uh scale a uh, one vertical because that's something uh, most of listeners or who are running small companies startups they tend to uh, uh tend to you know uh, ask you know what is the right strategy right no uh, it's a you know a good question again and uh, we ourselves uh, to be honest uh, you know face this question internally as well as externally uh i mean i i know of a lot of investors or vc funds or advisors uh you know who don't like uh, and who told me that this entire uh, horizontal breadth is mm. something which is uh, strict no no for the vc community mm. they like a very linear pointed focused single segment uh, uh, initiative uh which is uh, which can be scaled up uh, exponentially essentially that is what uh, they're looking for so uh, surely i mean if uh, uh if somewhere uh, you know were to start up uh, today or were to start up uh, even a few years earlier uh, and has this uh, path of growth in focus they should certainly uh, build it around the themes uh, which are compliant with the vc uh, and the funding uh, outlook and especially and and there's nothing wrong in it i mean i i do agree that uh, for a young management team working on an idea uh, it is best that they are focused on that one idea or any pivot uh, which they have uh, identified in mm-hmm. their journey but our perspective actually was not uh, you know uh, as uh, you know every focus startup whereas uh, we ha- have been an organization which uh, has transformed from being a purely socially driven ngo to uh, now a social enterprise which also uh, has a commercial surplus which is plowed back into the op- uh, operations but uh, you know taking a leaf uh, out of all this uh, advice and uh, from our uh, experience what we are trying to do is now to split uh, the operations which are mature into a subsidiary company structure so that uh, that subsidiary company uh, is somebody who's focused only on one single operation and then is able to chart out its own path of uh, raising further funding or growing in a single direction or uh, pivoting in its own operation so that is precisely you know what we're doing uh, uh, right now with a few of our operations and uh, hopefully uh, for the uh, segments which are uh, showing promise or which have uh, grown uh, would be carved out in a subsidiary company structure and that is how uh, they would retain their single point focus i agree that uh, getting all those revenue lines and segments merged in one single entity Uh, mm-hmm. becomes unwieldy uh, beyond a point and we are precisely you know reorganizing ourselves to address that uh, concern and i think that's a great point uh, because when someone is starting out they need to also see you know uh, if they plan to raise capital from day 1 so they have to be 
very focused in their approach at the end yeah. of the day uh, so i think that also depends you know what is the ultimate objective or the capital available with any sort of the founder or entrepreneur who is starting out and what's the plan so i think the answer lies somewhere there and as you mentioned you know uh, it is easier to uh, scale a business which are independent they can have their own trajectory paths and focus correct 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 and so, it, it depends yes. on the vision and your you know one's objective if you really want to play that entire a uh, game and uh, you know mm-hmm. be uh, in the play for raising funding and multiple rounds of funding and go down that path then you have to play by the rules of that game yes but on the other hand if that is not your vision and you still want to uh, you know build uh, something which is impactful which is uh, which means a lot to your customers and uh, which brings value uh, and at the end of the day you have your peace of mind and fulfillment then uh, there is you know there is no rule book i mean you you as far as you can manage you can have two or three completely unrelated businesses and uh, you know to that extent there are many examples of this sort i mean people who are not listed or who are not mm-hmm. raising private equity money but are diversified business groups in uh, and you find many of these examples uh, in tier 2 tier 3 towns Uh, who are working in more than three or four completely unrelated, uh, you know, businesses, and they're doing well, uh, very well for themselves and their employees. So uh, nothing right or wrong uh, depends on your vision. Absolutely. And Siddharth, do you plan to play this game anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's a good uh, question. I mean, I, you've uh, you've actually asked something which is very very current in uh, you know our minds. Mm-hmm. and uh, we are also exploring so not uh, i would say not this game per se mm-hmm. but definitely uh, you know taking the funding requirement of the entire group and uh, the different entities of the group uh, we are trying to find out what is the best possible source uh, and mode of uh, fundraising so uh while doing that if the answer is that for two or three of our younger entities which are three year or four years old uh if uh you know startup funding route and going that way is the answer then uh you know they might go down that way and for probably some of the other uh, entities uh, uh we might go for more conventional uh, uh fundraise so that is the uh, game plan uh, but you know right now we don't uh, know which way uh, each of the entities is going to go to mm-hmm. fair enough fair enough um so uh, uh coming to the current scenario now uh, in terms of uh, we have been seeing endemic and we thought maybe it yes. will become an endemic but who knows i was today only in the news reading there is a fourth variant called florona in israel so i was like oh god i have to stop reading news now oh really okay <laughs> yeah okay. <laughs> it's okay. every so day you read some, you read something you'll find something new <laughs> yeah i mean so it looks like every part of the world has to contribute something to this uh, and and with, with their own variant i think so i'm and and when i read yeah. the second line it said israel is on the fourth booster i'm like oh god we have a long way to go <laughs> oh, 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 oh. okay okay no, so that is news to me i mean i i i hadn't heard of florona uh, uh, yet i was still mm-hmm. stuck with omicron so oh. i don't know <laughs> it's, maybe it's 
ड्यूरिंग दिस पीरियड सो you know uh, as would have been the case with many organizations uh, we uh, you know uh, and especially uh, i utilized uh, this time and not you know as a plan probably because mm-hmm. uh, there was a big break and you were withdrawn from the day to day operations and the speed uh i was forced to think of uh, you know the, the taken outside uh, in perspective of the entire operations and what we were doing and as a result uh, you know i found out many things which we were doing inefficiently many things which we uh, shouldn't have been doing in the first place and many other things which we should have started doing as of yesterday and we somehow missed that uh, opportunity you know being stuck in the operation so uh i you, you know uh, uh, tried uh, uh, to infuse this sense of uh, urgency in the organization in terms of uh, the changing perspective which is going to engulf all of us in 3 or 4 years time and uh, the other thing which i did uh, was to invest a lot of time and a good amount of money in many uh, advisory and consulting uh, assignments and i you know i realized that i would not have the answers for each of the questions so uh, uh, with a lot of time at hand i uh, you know initiated a lot of these uh, uh, advisory assignments on various things on on digital on growth in education on growth in skills on changing landscape of fintech and financial inclusion and and so on uh and as you know uh, these inputs started coming in i took hold of those inputs as uh, levers for bringing about uh, change in the organization in terms of uh, you know changing the uh, team composition uh, I, i mentioned the digital transformation uh, all that had uh, got initiated as a result of one of these uh, uh, assignments and uh, the uh visibility on the kind of talent uh, we would require in future so uh, the change in terms of uh, you know hiring uh, pattern in terms of uh, the kind of screening we were doing and the kind of sources uh, from which we were trying to attract uh, uh, different resumes and candidates so all that uh, understanding underwent a lot of change and uh at least in our mind uh we fix that we have to come out of this uh with come out of it lot younger uh a lot more agile and a lot more youthful in terms of our uh, you know our image internally as well as externally uh and also reduce dependencies as far as possible on brick and mortar uh, large campuses based operations and see if uh, you know tech can start bringing in revenues uh, uh, for us in one or two fields so uh, that has been one of the ongoing uh, uh, 
you know discussion and thought process in the mind for last two years uh, we've progressed to uh, some extent on the other hand in terms of uh, employees also uh, we tried and uh, uh, you know uh, uh, maintained uh, that we should not be we, we, we tried and maintained uh, a humane uh, uh, approach in the case uh, in the sense that no none of the employees was uh, you know fired uh, over the last two years now I mean and especially in the initial six to eight or nine months when we had almost gone to uh, zero uh, uh, in on the revenue front so uh, we also tried and maintained our original uh, and initial uh, uh, and existing workforce and uh, get them to a point where uh, they would be ready to upskill themselves and also uh, uh, you know come back uh, with some bit of gratitude when the entire operations uh, start back so i think that approach also uh, uh, paid uh, some bit of uh, returns uh, for us in terms of uh, the employee engagement and third uh, is this renewed uh, focus on the sectors of uh, tomorrow, which is now much more clear, uh, which was prob- clear even before COVID. But in our, as I said, day-to-day operations, we were losing sight of it. So now it is clear that we have to look at, uh, you know, training in future skill areas. We have to look at online learning. We have to look at uh, uh, using technology in financial inclusion uh, space and uh, expanding the banking uh, uh, services maybe through an app uh, in our uh, uh, catchment area we have to look at uh, attracting uh, better talent on the uh, tech side in the organization so uh, i'm sure we have reached to a very different kind of mindset as compared to uh, march 2020 um, uh, where we stand today in terms of uh, uh, growth uh, the perspective and the uh, prioritization of urgent areas uh, for operations. I think it's an uh, amazing initiative, Siddharth, in terms of retaining all all your employees and training them. I think uh, because pandemic saw uh, it, it was an unfortunate event, and you know all the employers, if you know they come up and support uh, their employees, I think that's an amazing thing what you did there. I'm sure uh, it. Uh, 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 it it must have impacted many lives. So uh, again, uh, um, yeah, that's great to know. And uh, Siddharth, I, what I wanted to ask you, you know, um, uh, thank you for sharing all these wonderful insights and everything. In terms of, if you were to go back in time again, and um, you know, knowing everything, you have spent twelve years, uh, you have scaled up the organization. Uh, is there something uh, which you would have done differently, knowing what you know now? Yeah, uh, as I said, uh, I would definitely, uh, you know, initiate, uh, uh, you know, one or two of the uh, initiatives uh, which we are taking on the digital side much earlier. Mm -hmm. I would probably be having our own online learning portal uh, five Mm -hmm. years back uh, and not today. Uh, That is one definite uh, thing which I uh, think... uh, uh, you know we are we are a little late on and second uh, while we were one of the first earlier entrants in the rural banking and financial inclusion space we somehow again uh, you know uh, forgot to infuse technology and uh, pivot that into a fintech uh, uh, kind of play so 
that is another area which uh, if i were to go back in time i would uh, bring in technology uh, much earlier so in both the themes you would be realizing that you know bringing the technology uh, on to the customer facing side uh, was something which we uh, missed earlier because we were doing very well on our brick and mortar operations and, and uh, on our classroom based and face to face based uh, training programs and we were always having lot of students on the waiting uh, uh, site for the training centers uh, at least uh, so these are the two uh, uh, things which i would have done and third of course to have uh, you know the new age uh, uh, tech based uh, resources uh, maybe a product developer or uh, maybe a product manager uh, much earlier in the organization to take care of the uh, tech based products which the organization has today so uh, these are some of the uh, areas which i think uh, would have been done differently and third i might also add is uh, to have a little bit uh, more of an international Uh, mix in the operations whereas today we do have requirements and we do have small pilots going on in uh, let's say africa uh, and uh, middle east but we could have uh, you know done much more uh, had there been uh, you know bandwidth or uh, focus on right. that front so these three themes clearly stand out absolutely um Uh, i think um, uh, because as you mentioned right the focus uh, uh, has to be you know identified beforehand what you want to achieve for the next couple of years five years but uh, uh, that is crucial uh, for the organization growth wonderful thank you siddharth for so much uh, so much for your time it, i really enjoyed talking to you and um, learning and all the different insights which you shared with us so frankly uh no, thank you ashish and uh, <laughs> you know i must congratulate you on the kind of questions you have put in i mean it was almost uh, like a reminder of all the current uh, to do list which i have been uh, <laughs> noting down in the last uh, you know one uh, year or so so it was a very very good reminder of the things unfinished uh, tasks and uh, the prioritization of the bigger uh, picture which i need to get back to so very very well uh, put forward questions and very uh, and in a very simple uh, uh, manner so you know it was a great uh, conversation which was moderated by you ashish thank you for listening we will be back with another episode of blitz business stay tuned